from the Thai Cats Audio Network. This is the Thai Cats This Week with RJ Broadhead and Luke Tasker. The Tiger Cats will try to get above 500 for the first time this season and win three games in a row for the first time this season. They'll have a chance to do it on Friday against BC. Kickoff is at 7 o'clock. Welcome to Tiger Cats this week. I'm RJ Broadhead along with Luke Tasker. Boy, Luke, that last game against Saskatchewan, 38-13, to a lot to like. What really stands out to you from that last one? Well, you can't help but point out the quarterbacks and both uh, Matt Schultz uh, at taking over for Bo Levi Mitchell. They both played very well. Um, uh, 400 yards uh, passing and uh, on the night, or excuse me, net offense on the night. And, uh, and, you know, just that was, that was an encouraging thing to watch both those guys recently coming off of injuries. And so very excited to see how that uh, uh, continues to progress. Both of those guys, probably, uh, you, you know, I don't know. I'm, I'm sure we'll see Bo Levi Mitchell start this game and uh, we'll see how that sort of progresses. And if we see Matt Schultz as well. So, uh, and then I've been for the second half of the season, RJ, I've been real, really hot on the Hamilton defense. I think they're, I think they're playing good football and they did that in Saskatchewan as well. Interesting. The second half of the season started off with a trip to BC. Tiger Cats won that game 30-13, to a dominant effort. But going into that game, it was definitely coming off a low. They had finished the, the first half of the season at 3-6. and six. They had just lost at home to Edmonton, who hadn't won a game going into that one. And the Elks beat them. And I don't know about you. Well, I do know because we talked about it. Going into that BC game, there was little hope for optimism. But that game has really turned things around for the Tiger Cats. That that game stands out as the bright the brightest moment the turning point of this season for me. Uh, that that was an unbelievable game, and you're right. At, right after the low, it was the lowest of the low. The loss at home to Edmonton, and then and then an unbelievable recovery to beat the, a very good BC Lion team uh, in BC. So really impressive performance there. And and as a player, RJ, that it does not. It's not. It's not. Uh, it's not for nothing that you beat that team earlier in that season. It makes this contest on Friday night uh, in Hamilton. It, it does make it feel a little bit different. You, you, there is some confidence knowing that you had already beat them uh, this season. So, uh, you know, I'm, I'm excited for these guys and, and that opportunity. So second half of the season, it's, it's pretty interesting. The Tiger Cats are five and two in the second half of the season, and their only two losses have been against Toronto. So that's a, a pretty impressive stretch for the Tiger Cats. If they want to win the Grey Cup, they'll have to figure out a way to beat Toronto. But the only team that's beat them in the last seven games is the Argonauts. How are you feeling going into this game against BC? Yeah, uh, the Tiger Cats have just found themselves. You know, they've just they've. I, I you got to think that the the teams around the league are, you know, they're 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 paying attention and they and they see a team that looks drastically different and is finishing games drastically different from when they from how they were you know in the summer uh, months and so that is exciting and and to be honest the 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 frustrating thing specific to the Toronto matchup is the Ticats have not played very well against Toronto it, it's not been uh great football games and and Toronto has outperformed uh the Ticats in those matchups so you're right that is a, if the Ticats are going to be great cup champions that that hurdle is ahead of them still uh somewhere uh, eastern final um, and, and so who knows, but short of that, the Ticats are, are, are one of the, the hottest teams in the league right now. And the BC Lions traveling out, out East this way now, 
you know, they've got it in their mind too. What happened in BC, uh, you know, in, in that midway point of the season there, and 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 the Ticats played a very solid game there. So uh, I'm feeling very confident, and I like too, RJ, that I think the bye week is is this is great timing for this bye week. Uh, after BC, the Ticats will get that rest week and then go into the Montreal game to finish the regular season. And uh, I just think I just think it comes at a perfect time. It's the stars aligning. Couple of things there against Toronto. Bo Levi Mitchell started the first game, did not finish, got injured, and Taylor Powell has started the other three games. So we'll see if you know the health and and if that was a rusty game for Bo Levi Mitchell off of ten weeks of injury. Then I'm pretty excited to see what's ahead. And and the bye week's interesting too because Montreal has a bye week next week going into that final head-to-head regular season game. And let's set the stage for what's what's at stake here on Friday at 7 o'clock at Tim Hortons Field. Tiger Cats have to win. If they lose, then Montreal gets second place and will host the East semifinal. And even if the Ticats win and then Montreal wins on Saturday in Edmonton, Montreal will host the East semifinal. So the only scenario to set up that final game of the regular season to... Winner takes the home playoff game would be Ticats win and Montreal lose. As a player going into this game, first game of the week for the Tiger Cats, you got to take care of your own business, right? Yep, absolutely. And you could almost so play this to play the cynic, there's maybe a thought process that if the Ticats were to lose, it gives you a bye week, then followed by a meaningless game. And then, yes, you have to go to Montreal and then to Toronto uh, to, to get to the Grey Cup. Um, and, but it but it does add in it adds in that last game of the regular season as almost uh, you know you could potentially be, uh, be a rest week for some guys. Uh, that's the cynic uh, you know uh, perspective. The home playoff game is meaningful. It'd be great to have that. It would be and, and remembering that the Grey Cups in ha- in Tim Hortons Field, so it'd be Tim Hortons Field, Toronto, Tim Hortons Field for the whole Grey Grey, Grey Cup stretch. That would be a really favorable uh, 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 layout of games there. So that that's really something to keep in mind. Uh, I always had to travel west for the three Grey Cups I was a part of. We were always uh, 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 way out west. So um, there's, there's one aspect of it. I think that uh, just emotionally, if you're able to win this game and, 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 even if you know if you've taken care of it and done done everything that controlled everything that you could control going into this weekend, it's almost regardless of Montreal's. Uh, you know, once it's out of your control, then then you kind of you don't feel the the burden of having lost that battle. You know, and so even if Montreal uh, uh, is able to to get their win and secure their home field for the playoffs, then so be it. Um, I just think this win with a bye week ahead of uh, Hamilton, it would just be. Uh, uh, it would propel sort of emotionally and, and just the, the feel of the locker room uh, as you go into the end of the season. I like what you did there, Luke. It's really not a bad thing either way. You, you know, you put a positive spin on it. You win the game. You're still in the mix for a home playoff game in the East semifinal. You lose. You get a lot of rest time. So, actually, it's a it's a great scenario for for the Tiger Cats. The main thing is they're, they're in the playoffs. And to put it in perspective, also, this could be the last game at Tim Hortons Field for the Tiger Cats. There's that possibility, too. So does that motivate a team? Yeah, except for as a player, you're thinking there's, it's not. You know, you'll be back for uh, at least the Grey Cup. Uh, but, and, if you, and if Montreal loses, or yeah, loses, uh, you, you have a chance to be back for the Eastern semifinal. So 
uh, you know, I don't think I, I, I think that the players are, are not expecting that they want to they want to have more games at Tim Hortons Field. In fact, you could have two more games, you know, yes. it could be the Eastern semifinal and the, the Grey Cup. So, yeah, super interesting. Yeah, yeah, it could go either way. But this is an important home game. Hope you can make it to Tim Hortons Field. If you you can't, Luke and I will have the call at seven o'clock on the Ticats Audio Network. Great to have you with us on Ticats this week. I wanted to ask you about. James Butler, he got to a thousand yards and I talked to him and, and he's always so, so thrilled that his mom's proud of him. And they had a great conversation afterwards and she could go to work and brag about her son like she should, because he has been excellent for the Tiger Cats this year, but he fumbled and it was on the opening drive and Mm. he doesn't fumble. The last time he fumbled and lost one was in game one of the season. So it was pretty rare so, so I, I asked him about the you know opening drive. You're going for a thousand yards. He knew he was 58 away and 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 fumbles. And he actually said, "Yeah, it's great to get to a thousand yards, but it was bittersweet because of that fumble. The fumble didn't cost the Tiger Cats. They didn't give up any points off of it. But there's him being a perfectionist where he got a huge milestone for a running back, but still was upset. He had a meaningless fumble early in the game. Can you relate to that as a player? Yeah, you, you're always going to remember the one the one bad play that sticks out uh, in your own performance of the game. Um, I remember a, a game in Toronto where I had ten catches and was sort of just the hot hand. Like I was just targeted all night. I just was doing a lot. And one of the catches, one of the balls from Zach Caleros, I came out of my break and it was right on me. And I reached up and it kind of hit off my hands and they, and it was an interception. So like, and that's the only thing I could think about after the game, you know, which, which was you know, uh, it's just the way that it goes. And also, I think with James Butler, I think that speaks to the Ticats and, and their emphasis on the turnovers because uh, it was a year ago with the – I think we were at negative 22, a turnover ratio with the Ticats. Yeah. And it yeah, was the right. story we could not get away from the whole season. The Ticats are literally sitting at zero right now. They're at, they're at perfect even on the turnover ratio, which is just so interesting and so balanced. And uh, the defense is really in the second half of the season has started to take the ball away. Uh, and it's that kind of obviously is in James Butler's mind as well. The importance of of ball security and and how well or how poorly the team and an individual is taking care of that. Uh, so that they they've made strides in that this season. They were at they were at a negative for the whole year effectively, and they've climbed back to this uh, even turnover ratio. And it's and it's guys like James Butler taking that very seriously. You mentioned the turnovers. Tiger Cats had five against the Riders. Riders had three, but Riders didn't get any points off the turnovers, and the Tiger Cats got. 14. This defense, you know, we talk about the offense. It's great to have Bo back and Matt Schultz looks great. And Tim White, the quietest 100 plus yard receiving game that we've seen all season. Nobody's even talking about it. 129 yards receiving. Uh, James Butler gets to a thousand yards. But this defense has been unbelievable. Last two games, they have not allowed the opponents to advance into the red zone. They've created turnovers. And you talked about it in that game against the Riders. They're, the timing of when they come up with a big play is, is uncanny. It's been remarkable this year. If you listen to the Coach O show with Luke Tasker this week, it's so funny. I go, I say something kind of similar to what you said, like just kind of praising the demon. And it is because they got a heroic performance. And Coach O goes, Coach O goes, uh, yeah, but we haven't arrived yet. Like, <laughs> yeah, they're okay. But the, uh, yeah, I mean, I don't know. I guess there's still room to improve always, but they are, they're dominant. They've been, they've had a few 
truly dominant performances. I think certainly against Calgary and Saskatchewan as well. I mean, they've just they've they've played really well. So, and actually, you go back to the BC game, uh, and Hamilton played excellent. The defense played excellent out in Vancouver as well. So, yeah, I, I think that I think they've kind of uh, set the tone for the season, as especially as you go back and forth with quarterback injuries and how that's been sort of a ongoing storyline. I think that the defense has been sort of a, a staple and. Uh, for for starting off the season wobbly as well, um, like you said, three and the team was three and six at the halfway point. Uh, they've they've found they've found themselves a little bit and and uh, and have certainly been able to take the ball away more and and just been making big plays. The defense hasn't arrived yet. Two games to go in the regular season playoffs on the horizon. A that's pretty awesome that they could get better. And B, please arrive soon. Because we're running out of runway <laughs> it's here. It's time. Yeah, really. It's kind of time. If uh, if there's more in the tank, I wanna we want to know about it. Yeah. Hey, you'll love this. At practice, it was 13 degrees and media members there. Oh, it's so cold. Come on, 13 degrees. Like it's gonna get worse. But it was pretty interesting to to see in practice. And I made a note of this because I wanted to talk to you about it. Just the 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 hard nosed, tough guys. There were four players. For the Tiger Cats out there in no sleeves and shorts. Who are they? <laughs> Dylan Wynn. Dylan Wynn. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's no surprise. Casey Sales. Okay. Gordon White. And Panay Pavihi. Okay. A little defensive heavy there, yes. by the way. I, I was I was wondering that. You're an offensive guy. Where were all the short sleeves and, and shorts on the offensive guys? I'm actually interested that the offensive line didn't get uh, a mention there in those four. Yeah. Uh, that's that's unusual, or that's that's sort of unique. Mike Filer, I don't think he ever wore uh, sleeves, but the uh, <laughs> uh, you know Gordon White is sort of the uh, the odd man out there, the one thing that doesn't match, and good for him. And he, you know, for all as far as long snappers go, he's a pretty scrappy uh, and and uh, and physical long snapper. Like there, it's been, it's like totally not a surprise if there's pushing and shoving at the end of a special teams play and then it gets broken up and it's Gordon White that was in there. <laughs> so uh, yeah, he, he's a, uh, it kind of, kind of makes sense with his, uh, with his character. So yeah, well, there you go. That's good. He's a linebacker by trade. So, he, yeah, you know, yeah. came through school as a linebacker and long sure. snapper and is making yeah. a CFL career as a long snapper. So he's, He's got that defensive background. Big change in the in the lineup for the Tiger Cats. Omar Bayless, who had his first two receiving touchdowns, and Sean Thomas Erlington, who had his first touchdown of the season, are both out due to injury, which is disappointing in the sense they were both heating up. But in comes Hergie Mayala, Canadian receiver and tons of experience, and Darrell Walker, he's a CFL All-Star, um, these are two guys who down the stretch and in the playoffs could prove to be valuable for the Tiger Cats. So to have them and be able to insert them in, it's kind of interesting how this is playing out with a couple of games to go in the regular season. It is. And some nice depth there at the wide receiver position. Um, Darrell Walker, that's very interesting to me. I mean, to, the, he's he's got the experience in the CFL that he can he might he might be one of those guys who could just plug and play. Like we might see some production from him pretty early on. Uh, early on in his you know time as as a starter here, uh, but that kind of it's kind of the guys that you see uh, uh, all of a sudden you know light up on a roster and late in the season and in a new in the team where they where that's not their career you know and all of a sudden he may he may you never know what what could come from a vet like that uh, in in the playoff stretch here and who's to say what how long this that will be but uh, 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 meaning how long he'll be in a in a role that's active on the field. Uh, 
Omar Bayless, I thought is, he's been playing pretty well. He's been making plays where, where he's been uh, called on and uh, touchdowns and all the rest. And as you know, what uh, Sean Thomas Erlington is one of my, one of my favorite uh, uh, tie cats and a great, great vet. And he can do just about anything you want him to do. But uh, in their, in their stay, it, you know, we'll see, we'll see. And this will be just next man up mentality. That's a very coach. Oh, uh, uh, kind of, kind of thing that they're, they're going to be expected to make, uh, to make big plays as well. So that's uh, Tie Cats this week. The Tiger Cats play BC on Friday at 7 o'clock. If you're listening to this on Friday, also be sure to check out Tie Cats Game Day with Courtney Stephen and Mike Daly. They'll have it all set up. They go through the rosters in or the depth charts in depth, and uh, that's always good going into the game. Some storylines they'll they'll bring you to watch. Pre-game show with Bob O'Neill and Andy Fantuz is at 6. Luke and I have the call of the game at 7 o'clock. On the Ticats Audio Network, if you can make it to Tim Hortons Field, this is going to be an amazing atmosphere. It could be the last home game of the season for the Tiger Cats. We hope it's not. We'll have to see what happens. They need to win. BC needs to win to keep their hopes of a West Division first-place finish alive. So if, if they lose, Winnipeg will get first place in the West Division. So they have a lot to play for. Luke, I'm going to give you the, the last word on Ticats this week. Just going into the game... Uh, a lot on the line for both teams. This could have a playoff atmosphere. It could. And I think you've got for, there's been so many question marks as the season's gone along with injuries, starting with such a losing record, trying to climb back into uh, the playoff race and the playoff picture. Now at this point in the season, you've got a very confident tiger cat team. Like you can really say that this is a team that's playing well and is playing with confidence. And that's just a great uh, playoff uh, recipe. Very excited for, for uh, tomorrow night, Friday night. It's been another busy week for your Hamilton Tiger Cats. Luke Tasker and RJ Broadhead have covered it all, and now we would like to hear from you. Email us anytime at gamedayatiecats.ca. Subscribe to the Tiger Cats Audio Network on Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts.